This, this law is called a law of liberty. If it enters in, it will liberate the man. Let's worship him. Go ahead and speak to the Lord and thank him. Have a seat. First of all, congratulations to everyone on an awesome program with two days of grace and glory. It was an awesome program and the harvest of that program will continue. Go on and on and on. God is faithful. More than anything is that he heard our prayer even concerning the weather. Hallelujah. And to prove that it was our prayer, the next day it started snowing. Praise God. Without the Holy Spirit, Christianity is a religion. Without the Holy Spirit, Christianity is a religion of man. Without the Holy Spirit, the Word of God is not a mirror. The Word of God would be just like it was in the Old Testament. Writings on stone. Praise God. It is the Holy Spirit who makes the word of God a mirror. When the unbeliever looks into the scripture, to him it is not a mirror. Because he does not have the Holy Spirit. This transforming power, which is our gospel comes by the ability of the Holy Spirit. And so if you have just entered into Christianity or even you've been a Christian for a while and you are operating as though you were the one given the commandments, you will have a very difficult life which was not planned for you by God. Take the Holy Spirit out and you will have to try to be what God said in his word. But that is not the gospel. Take the Holy Spirit out and what you are left with is an image that you have to try to live up to and will constantly fail at. And so then you get a lot of Christians saying, nobody is perfect. Why? Because they have tried and have found that they are not perfect. And so you have statements like that in a lot of the church. You know, nobody gets it right. We're just trying. They haven't yet found Christianity to be what it really is. It is not a religion. It is not a set of commandments and statutes. Statutes meaning do not do this. Thou shall not. That is a statute. A commandment, it's thou shalt. 
And so, if you approach the word of God, even in the New Testament, in that way, oh, life will be hard. You have found another religion. And so, you have a lot of people who are held by addictions, even though they are Christians. If there's an addiction, it's proof that you don't know what Christianity is yet. You think you have found a religion. You're trying to be good. You have a challenge with alcohol or some other negative addiction, maybe pornography. And you're thinking, if I'm a Christian, why am I doing this? And you keep on, every time you see something in the scripture that talks against it, your heart goes towards it and you're like, I don't want to do it anymore. And in fact, you pray for forgiveness and you say to the Holy Ghost, I promise I'm not going to do this anymore. But sometimes like those videos say 10 minutes later <laughs> praise God the person finds themselves back at it and they don't understand it's because you haven't understood what Christianity is the gospel of Jesus Christ is the greatest thing that has ever happened. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God. It is. He didn't say it is a power of, he said it is what? Definite article. The power. There is no other power of God but this power. If God wants to do anything now, he will use the gospel. And so if you find yourself, you've just come into Christianity or you find yourself, having been a Christian, still struggling with some things, don't worry. What you have been operating is not Christianity yet. Now I introduce to you the real thing. In Christianity, you never obey. You do not obey the Ten Commandments. You do not obey any law. Anytime you find yourself trying to obey, what you are declaring is that it is not your nature to do right. What you've been given in Christianity is a new nature. What you had, the Adamic nature, from the first Adam was completely removed, supplanted by a superior nature. Which is the life and nature of God. The ministry, I said, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is what makes the word of God alive to you. Without the Holy Spirit, listen, they had the Torah. This book that is in the Old Testament was the Torah. They had the prophets. They had the, the songs, they had the Psalms. They had the Pentateuch, but it didn't change anything. The more they looked, the more they came into bondage. They saw what they were not. So they saw, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, and that's what they found themselves doing. Because there was no Holy Ghost. And so they saw 
this thing, but it is like a statue. It's like seeing a statue. And you say to yourself, wow, that statue is amazing. I want to be like that statue. And you try everything and the perfection that is in that statue never happens in you. But as soon as the Holy Spirit came, it moved from being a statue to a mirror. Well, because of the working of the Holy Spirit in me, when I look at the word, I see me. And look at this. This is the marvelous power of the gospel. I don't have to try to obey it. My God, what a mystery. What a unique glory we have been given. I don't have to try to obey it. I don't. Do you know what I do? It's a mystery. Say, someone, say to someone, it's a mystery. Remember, he said in the Old Testament, prophesying concerning this new, he said that stone heart that they have, I will take it out. And give them a heart of flesh. Do you know what he was saying? You see, that heart could not be programmed. He called it a stone heart. Are you getting me? Hmm. You could try to delete all the files. It won't work. Why? Because that is what it was. That was the nature. But on this new, this new one is reprogrammable. You can program it to do something. You see, because of the old program, man could not do right. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let's say you have a program that is infected with a virus. Some malware and all sorts of things that you can think of. It can still carry out some functions, but it's infected. Right? If it's very bad, you can't use the thing again. It's gone. Completely taken over. It can do some little functions. The bare minimum. This program, this, this new heart that you have been given in Christ, you can program it. And you know what you're supposed to do? You are to program it with the word of God. If you don't program it, you can't do it. If an ATM is not programmed with software to give you money when a card is put in, cry, it won't give you money. It has to be programmed. A program has to be entered into it. That when you do this, you do this. This is the result that you get. This is what he has given to us. Your heart is to be programmed. So every time you're looking in the word, you know what is happening? The Holy Spirit is doing something. He takes what the word is saying. And he begins to program it into your heart. Oh, you didn't get it. There's nothing that the word of God says that you can't do. Now, you may think I'm making this up because I haven't opened one scripture. Okay, TPT. 2 Corinthians 3 from verse 1. Actually, give it to me from verse 2. Can you put it up on the screen? For your very lives are our letters of recommendation permanently engraved in our hearts. Now, there's a bit of a, an error here, but we'll talk about that another time. It's not so big that I have the word our is incorrect. It was translated in that way for a reason. Because they thought that is what was being communicated. It was hard 
to communicate what the intention of the writers was because they didn't understand what the gospel was. And so they're thinking, Paul is saying, you are our letters written in our heart, but think about it for a moment, even that doesn't make sense. How can you be my letter, but it is in my heart? No. You are my, if you are, you see, go to one. Are we beginning to sound like those who speak highly of themselves? Do you really need letters of recommendation? And so what was happening is that some other folks, some other leaders, when they sent people, they would send, let, when they were going to go anywhere, they would take letters of recommendation to prove their authenticity. Do you get it? So the guy would come with a letter, he'll give you the letter and say, this is what is spoken of me. This is who I am. All right? So Paul is asking, do we also need letters of recommendation to you? Do we really need your letter of endorsement? Of course not. Next verse. For your very lives are our letters of recommendation. A letter is to be read if it's in my heart. You can't read it. And so that word our was an error. Praise God. You see what he was saying is you are letters of recommendation written in your heart. You are the one that the program is in to display to everybody that we have been verified. Are you getting this? Next verse. As a result of our ministry, you are living letters written by Christ, not with ink, but by. The Spirit is the coder. He's the programmer. He's programming you. If you don't have the program, you cannot do. This is his purpose. The master programmer is living in you. If there's anything I must do in life for God, all I have to do is what? I'm going to sit down. You see, <laughs> there's so much to tell you. When I, when I become quiet, he will bring glory out of me. This is the importance of meditation. I said, when I become quiet, like Adam, the Bible said, God caused the deep sleep to fall on Adam. And whilst Adam was sleeping, the Lord took something out of him and formed what he called man's glory. If there's beauty that's going to come out of you, the work of the Spirit must be given encouragement. There's nothing that you cannot do. That's why he said, I can do all things through Christ who energizes me. He said, Christ in you, the hope. He doesn't even tell you what glory specifically. Anything good can happen. Oh, there's much to tell you. There's much to tell you. So ever you find yourself with some form of addiction, it's because you've been trying to obey the word. Stop it immediately. Don't try to obey anymore. Get to the word. What does it say about you? It said sin shall have no... You got it? Romans chapter 6, is it 13? Give it to me in the KJV. Mm, 8. 
Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Mm -hmm. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death hath no dominion over him. Death. Now, so let's say I see something like this. Let me just give you an example. Maybe you've been getting um, thoughts of death, fear, that you are going to die. No need to fear. <laughs> All right, next verse. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon yourselves. Did you see that? You see that word reckon? It means to account it so. Consider yourselves. Wow. Recognize that. Are you getting it? How do you reckon? How do you reckon? He said, consider this. Consider that ye also yourselves are dead. Indeed. Unto sin. But the man feels like he's still sinning. So, he says, consider. How do you consider when you're engaged in the matter? <laughs> oh. Oh, glory to God. Okay, next verse. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body, that he should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield your members... Yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. And your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Next verse. For sin shall not have dominion. What does it mean for something to have dominion? It means to have rule. That means you do what it wants you to do at the time it wants you to do it. It has to, it's ruling you, controlling you. He tells you here that sin, it didn't say should not. Here it says shall not. That means the law. <laughs> it says sin shall not. So if I realize that sin is having dominion over me, how do I fix the matter? That's the question. This is what the regular Christian will do. The uneducated Christian. You look at this. He says, Lord, you said sin shall not have dominion over me. But Lord, I keep doing this thing. I don't want to do it. Lord, help me. Help me. You said in your word. Wrong use of the word. The word of God is powerful. It is living and active. Ah. Oh. All I have to do, I take this scripture. I take it. When I say I take it, I lay hold of it. It becomes me. So the person he's talking about is not general. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Oh, Kobe, sin shall not have dominion. I see me, the subject. I'm talking. You see, he said, Ooh, I'm jumping over things, you know. You're programming your heart to function in a certain way. The way you program, you can't program your heart without your tongue. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Okay. James 1, 20, 22. Mm. 
Praise God. I said if you have any habit that has been controlling you, don't think, oh, this is Christianity. No, it's not Christianity. You haven't understood yet what Christianity is. And that's why the Lord is talking to you. In Christianity, there's one who does the work. Go to Philippians chapter 2, verse um, 12. In Christianity, there's one who does the work. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So you, when you read this, you're like, huh? He said, with fear and trembling, I have to work out my salvation. It means I have to be very careful. You know, if I make a mistake, God, read the next verse. Four. He said, you can operate this thing because you didn't get it. It's like if I said, operate your steering wheel. Then you turn it. You turn it. You are driving a, an 18-wheeler and you can just turn the wheel like that. And you think you did it. No, there's something called power steering. <laughs> are you getting me? That was assisted steering. Something helped you. Something inside that mechanism helped you. So all you needed to do was turn that steering wheel. But there was another power affecting it. If it was just rods and links linking directly to the tires, you will know what work is. Just with one hand, you're just doing that. You thought, oh man, I'm so good, you know. <laughs> no. He said you can operate this salvation. He said operate it. Why? Because God is at work in you. Both to will and to do. So, the first thing you'll find out when the ministry of the Holy Spirit begins, if you've had one addiction or the other, is the, the first thing is this desire begins to change. The feelings may still exist. But the desire begins to change. So, maybe at first, before you became a Christian, when you did that thing, there was nothing, you felt no wrong. You went, eh, there was nothing wrong with it. You went, you did it, you finished, you continued with your life. But now that you are a Christian, when you do it, you feel bad. You know what has changed? Yeah, he has changed your desire. That is how come you're feeling bad. But the feeling of wanting it has not gone. Oh. So you have a desire. That's the first thing that happens. That's the first ministry of the spirit. He changes your desires. Now your desires are unto God. You desire what he desires. But you see, because you don't yet understand the gospel, the desire is produced but you're not finding the ability. So the, but the first thing he works on is desire. So the guy is looking. He doesn't want it, but he finds himself attracted, feeling his senses drawn to it. But the Holy Spirit is still at work if you will let him. You know what he has to do? All he has to do. Look at that perfect law of liberty. 
Don't take your eyes off. Do you know how you do it? When he said sin shall have no dominion over you. You don't just look at it and you say to yourself, sin won't have any dominion over me. You will find that it had dominion. That's not what he's saying. So, you got the scripture. You begin to talk. You know what you're doing? I said you're programming your heart. If your heart is not programmed, you will do what you don't want to do. So he gave you a heart that can be programmed. If you will program your heart by the agency of the spirit with the word of God. The word of God was only given to you for one purpose. To program you. So you have the software of the word. And you find that you are doing the word. He made you righteous. So you can do righteousness. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that everything that comes, comes out of you is, is right. Everything that you say is right. Everything that you think is right. But you must first be programmed. Because what he made you is righteous and programmable. Your heart is programmable. But your nature is righteousness. If you... How many of you are into programming? I know there's one specialist there. So he can have old body, but new engine. Are you getting me? It can look the same, but you have upgraded its functions on the inside. So it can carry out, its brain has changed. Its inside has changed. You may be carrying the same phone with me, but I have the latest version of the operating system working in mine. So we look the same, but we're functioning differently. You might think both of us are from a certain continent. Are you getting me? You look on the outside, it looks like we're the same, but are you getting me? We're very different, you know. There's an example Reverend Ken gave, I remember. He said, there was this car, there was this uh, Mercedes that was by him. You know, and those who don't know cars think all cars are the same. You know. So he had a Mercedes, the, the man had a, an ML. And Reverend also had an ML. It was black. His was black. They were at the traffic light together. Praise God. So he thought his was the same. Because Mercedes, Mercedes. Black, black. ML, ML. So light went green. That is when the difference showed. One was looking at one in his review mirror. He was gone. The other was still at the traffic light. About to go. What is the difference? You see, this one was an AMG. 65 by turbo cylinder. This one we were still trying to find out whether he's six or eight. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the body looked the same but the engine was different. Are you getting me? There's something powering that one. When you open it you say hey that thing looks different. 
This one, you, you can count the cylinder. This, this one, you can't really even count. Say, one, two, three. Say, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So you, by the time you count, one, two, three, four, five, six. It's finished. Six cylinder. Not all cars are cars. <laughs> so you have this program. So if I want to make a robot a killer, can I do that? Yes, sir. Why? can program it to okay can. i can program it yes, to be a killer yes sir that if i want to program it to kill a, spe- a specific individual can i do that yes sir like if i want to program it to kill sister busole's dog <laughs> eh? sister busole's dog i can just program it and give it instructions it, it will locate like terminator the movie Okay. No, your, your, your dog is not part of salvation. So. <laughs> Praise God. But that same um, robot, can you program it to be a servant, to help? Yes, yes, sir. It won't think of killing. Yes, sir. So, hardware looks the same. Yes, but sir. what is working on the inside is different. So, if I want the robot to see me and to shake me all I have to do I'm going to use programming language like what maybe C++ or okay, Python or Java okay so I, I can use the language I enter it in this equals different algorithms formula to produce a specific result all, I, all that has to happen it has to be in the programming if I program, now that you have chat GPT and all of that, you can program chat GPT to start a company for you to be the CEO and to produce $1 million by November 2023, correct? Yes, sir. If you go and get chat GPT. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Right now, you can tell it, this is what I want. If you give it enough information... It will create a company. No, people have already done this. Begin to serve people. Whatever product. Organize the system. And produce one million dollars for you. You are just using your iPhone to do nonsense. Is that you start tonight? (laughs) Are you getting what I'm saying? But all it took is a program. Okay. Thank you. 2 Corinthians 3 from the second verse again. As a result of our ministry, you are living letters written by Christ, not with ink, but by the spirit of the living God. Not carved on stone tablets, but on tablets of programmable hearts. Tender hearts. You know, he said the stone because this was rigid, you couldn't, you couldn't change it. It was stone. No matter what you did, you couldn't change it. But this tablet is programmable. You can program it. You can tell it what you want it to do. But you see, you have a will. You allow the programmer to program. And if you allow him to program you, you will only do what he has planned for you to do. If not, you are going to be that Christian struggling to be a Christian and you're not sure why, why, why do I have all these? How does someone who was a drunk 
Stop being a drunk. I said the first thing you will find when he comes into Christ is that that desire will go. But the senses are there. His, his senses are still, they have memory. Are you getting what I'm saying? So even though the desire is there, the ability is not yet there. The ability has to come to him by the agency of the spirit. So as the spirit of God is, if you will allow, the spirit of God has begun programming. And I said the first program that he enters is desire. So change to this. So then the guy finds that he's, but now we want the hand not to move towards drinking. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we're going to now, we're still entering code. If you find that you're still doing some wrong things, he's still entering code. Oh, oh. Say, I'm being coded. If you find that there was something that you wanted to achieve, but you could not achieve it, it's only because you are being coded. He's still entering code. Are you getting him? He's still just, he's putting it in. Sometimes as he enters it, you use your mouth to clean it. Then he has to start again. <laughs> Praise God. No, what I'm telling you is in the scripture. Oh, go to James. Oh, I don't have the time. That's all. James 1. From 22. But be ye doers of the word. Give it to me in the TPT. The TPT reads it in a certain way. God will continually revitalize you. Implanting within you the passion. Did you get that? Did I just say that? The passion to do what pleases him. So there's a desire to do what pleases him. He puts, he embeds in your code. Desire to do things for him. Don't just listen. He's telling you what the word of God is for. That is not just for listening and going with yourself loaded that, oh, I heard the word of God today. No. He says, don't just listen. The word of God has an intent. It has a purpose. What is its purpose? Don't just listen to the word of God and not what? That is interesting that he uses that word respond. He said, oh gosh. Don't just listen to the word of God and not respond. It means the word of God is given to you for a response. There is something it's supposed to do. He gave it to you for a response. What is this response? Very interesting. For that is the essence of self-deception. If you don't respond... He said, you will deceive yourself because you will think you are doing, you have the capacity to do, but you don't. And so you'll be deceiving yourself. So always let his word become like program. Like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. It's like the reason why I've brought this program is because I want to program this robot. So all the things that I'm going to be typing is not the typing that is the it is the response what the robot is supposed to do his operating system is supposed to do something with it what is your operating system supposed to do with the word next verse if you listen to the word and don't live out the message you hear you become like the person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. 
You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word. But then you go out and forget your divine origin. Alright, next verse. But those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty. It's called a law of liberty. It will liberate a man. The man doesn't have to try to liberate himself. This, this law is called a law of liberty. If it enters in, it will liberate the man. It will make the man do what he ought to do. <laughs> he said, but those who, are set, who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty are fascinated by and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened. They are energized by it. They are animated by it. They experience God's blessing in all they do. So all the man does is blessedness. Because he's been programmed from within. And he is doing the program. You're born of God. You are, that shows that you are programmable. You, you just imbibe the wrong things. Now we can delete those files and enter a new program. And that same passion that you had in this addiction... God is about to use this passion for something else that will make you so great. He has chosen you for greatness. Don't let the enemy lie to you. No, when he looks at you, he doesn't see anything wrong with you. He sees Christ in process. He sees Christ on the move. He sees Christ becoming. He said he made you conformed. You are conformed. He made it so that you will be conformed to the image of his son. In perfectness. You are born after Christ. This is who you are. Be confident. Be confident. Be strong. Be unafraid. Maybe you've been dealing with malice and hatred and bitterness. Anger in your heart. I said, this, this is the word. He's about to delete some files. And enter in some new code. Then you, you, who was expected to behave like this, all of a sudden you are behaving differently. They're wondering what happened. You programmed me different again. He put some new codes in my heart. Oh yes, maybe I was broke. All I could produce was this. But one day I sat down. I said, Lord, what can you do with me? He said, son, sit down. Just take my word in. He entered some new codes. He said, you are like the tree that is planted by the rivers of water that produces fruit in and out of season. He put the same, when, he, when I see what he said about Solomon. He said Solomon was richer than all the men of the, ah, I see that he's entering in. He said, okay, just like Solomon, there's a greater than Solomon in you. I've made you richer. He, he, he's programming you differently. Entering new courts that have the ability to handle capacity. When you read 1 Kings chapter 4 and verse 29. He said, Abraham, I said, Abraham, Solomon, the Lord gave him wisdom and insight. He said, as measureless as the sand and the seashore. Wow. How did God do it? Program. The Lord said, I have made you white. When God was talking to, to, to Solomon, he was coding him. So you saw no change on the outside. But the change had taken place on the inside. The man came out of that dream and started acting differently. 
The same man went into the dream one way, came out coded for something different. Now he had capacity. He was dealing, dealing with gold, with silver in so numerous amounts. This same man. God said, I have made you. That's how he talks. That's how God talks. He said, Abraham, I have made you. The man didn't have a son then. God said, I have made you the father of many nations. Code has been written. You cannot change it. Everything else that was there before then didn't matter. He has been recorded, rebranded by God. No, your life is about to take another turn. A new level, a new level. All that happened here on Saturday and Sunday, the Lord has put in you new codes. New codes. Reverend Ken came to bring that agency of the spirit to write in your heart new quotes. Don't use your mouth to delete anything. But I said on Sunday, I'll share some things with you. Thank him for his word. We are the glory of his word. And he is the glory of our lives. Praise God forevermore. Glory to God. The Lord is giving me new codes. He's writing new codes in my heart. I know who I am. The Holy Spirit is at work. You are looking at me like this today. By tomorrow you will see another greatness. You will see another glory. My glory is increasing. Maybe all this time we had seen you like a sick person. Because the doctor said you had diabetes. The doctor said you had this. The doctor said you had that. But he's writing a new code. He said if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. The old has gone. Oh, diabetes is gone. Oh, diabetes is gone. The cancer is gone. The HIV is gone. Are you getting me? He's writing a new code. He's writing a new code. You didn't come from a rich family. Nobody is rich in the family. So it's like you are coded to be broke. No. He's writing a new code. He said, You are a millionaire. He said, I have given you an inheritance, inexhaustible, incalculable. It's in you, it's in you, he says, for you are an heir of God. And a joint heir with Christ. This is who you are. This is who you are. Say I can do all things. I can do all things. I'm up to any task. There's nothing I cannot do. The abilities at work in me. Glory to God. 